Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, I'm going to share five perspectives, tips, and a morning prayer that you can take into the new year. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so at the beginning of the new year, which it is right now, beginning of 2023, we're always inundated with a lot of different perspectives and life hacks and goals and intentions. And to be honest, I'm a sucker for all of it. I love that stuff. I love the idea of, even if it's arbitrary, a a dedicated time to reset, to look toward the future, to let go of the past, integrate it all. Yeah, I've always enjoyed that process. And with all of that, there can be a lot of nonsense out there and a lot of people imposing their own ideas of what your year should look like. I guess you could view this podcast episode as a version of that, but I think as you'll see, my invitation to you is to uh, build your year from a place of alignment, or at least these perspective shifts are designed more to get you closer to yourself. So the first is to adopt the perspective of no wasted time. I did a podcast episode on this a few days ago, but the uh, essence of it being that we often chastise our younger self for wisdom it didn't have. And why you were the way you were at the time you were is just beyond our capacity to understand what we can do instead is recognize that everything that's preceded this moment has been absolutely essential for us to be where we are right now, just through the laws of cause and effect and any sort of self-awareness and motivation or feelings of like, I'm ready to end this, being fed up, that you currently have is a result of everything that has preceded this moment. So instead of viewing your past through the lens of that was a waste of time or I really wasted my life, you view it as karmic patterns that needed to play out and complete in order for you to be available for what's next. So that as a foundational perspective, I think allows us to um, kind of orient to where we are right now and where we want to go and what we're pulled toward moving forward without getting caught up in all of this regret and past rumination. Second is to let go of other people's ideas for what your new year should be and trust your own rhythms. So from a spiritual perspective, or we could just say the perspective of finding the life that is is really yours to live. From that perspective, it would be better to spend a full year simply waiting and listening for what feels true in you than to prematurely participate in someone else's prescription for how to maximize or optimize your life. Now, the tricky thing here is that this waiting and listening period may look like doing nothing to the rest of the world. But, and please hear me on this, it is the greatest nothing 
that you can do because what you are doing is recalibrating to your pulse of truth. And it's often coming after years or a lifetime of outsourcing your knowing to another person or trying to get connection or love by being a certain way to others or the world. And so this period of just like, I am not going to do something, or I'm not even going to set a goal until I'm clear on the energy in me that I want to be inspiring that goal and that vision. And that can be a waiting period until you like really get clear on that. The waiting is often letting all of the other mental agitation and ideas and conditioning and all the patterns that you're used to, like letting that kind of play out without you joining it and fueling it. I'm going, yeah, I see that, but I know it's not that. So I'm just going to let that pass and I'm going to wait until I am on the thing that does feel clear. And anything other than that really is a form of outsourcing your personal responsibility for creating a life of alignment. So let go of other people's ideas for what your new year should be and trust your own rhythms. Third perspective, this moment is the beginning of the rest of your life. Hmm. It's a little trite, I know, but it's true. And our past is the foundation we stand on when doing the work of being in the present moment. You are here. You are here right now. And if you step out of your ideas of what has come before and feel the reality of your life right now, this moment is a new beginning. I mean, just even take a moment to look around you and just, or hear, or whatever senses you have available, just see and feel yourself in this moment, sense yourself in this moment, right? There's no past baked into this. In a way, there is. I mean, it's as we said, like, it's nothing but past because the past has informed everything that's here right now. But on the other side of it, it's like, it's a fresh beginning. You have here and what is to come, and you don't know what is to come yet. You're going to have some past stuff that will inform how the mind orients to the future. But that's where the beauty of awareness comes in, that you can see that you can drop a layer deeper and go, like, if this, if I really viewed this moment as the beginning of the rest of my life, how do I want to orient to it moving forward? So choosing to be here fully, to listen deeply, and to be as honest with yourself as possible, it's your greatest opportunity for alignment and transformation. Fourth, see if you can build from wholeness, not from deficit. So many of us get caught in patterns of crafting our life to avoid pain. I mean, we all do this to some extent and at certain points. Our past wounds will tell our current self how we need to think or act in order to get love, be accepted, feel safe, and it may work to an extent, but any pattern that is initiated from a wound will just reinforce the wound. It won't set you free. It never sets you free. It just keeps you in that loop of wound, tells me to do this, I do this, I get temporary relief, but it just brings me right back to the same starting place. That's the loop, never free. 
So how do you build a life from wholeness? Well, the simple way, the simplest way I've found to get started on this path, I mean, so much of it is also just doing your own healing work and deep listening work and like the commitment to yourself to to grow and connect and heal. Like that's like the foundation, but a simple thing you can do is pay attention to what you think about, what you desire, and what you wish to create in the moments where you already do feel safe, accepted, and loved. This will show you how your energy wants to flow and orient when it's not trying to fill a void and to avoid pain. And some people might say, well, Corey, you don't know my life. I, I never feel safe. I never feel accepted. I never feel loved. And I hear you on that. I mean, if, if that's true, or even if that feels true, I can just imagine the pain that that, that that creates. And what you can do if you find yourself in these situations is still notice moments where you feel more safe, more accepted, more loved. Or maybe just start with a little bit more at ease, a little bit more trusting, a little bit more relaxed. You know, you might need to do some things to change your state. Go out in nature. Maybe if you can go on a vacation. Take some time at the end of the day to listen to your favorite song. Something that puts you in a different emotional state. And then when you're in that place that feels like, oh, this feels good, then see how you think about your life and what you orient to and what you imagine, what you desire, what feels possible. This is going to be coming from a place of, of fullness, of wholeness, rather from this place of pain and deficit and trying to avoid that or get out of that. So build from wholeness, not deficit. And then lastly, I just want to offer you something that you could say in the morning, like a morning prayer for uh, for alignment. And you write this down, so I'll just say it or re-listen to it. But it says, I show up to this day with humility. I recognize my mind's limitations to create soul alignment. And I welcome guidance from a deeper source of wisdom within me or outside of me. I make myself available as a channel for my dharma to express itself. I trust the timeline it may take for my ego to surrender to my soul. I will be patient and compassionate in that process. But I will be fierce in my commitment to not abandon myself and to only act when I feel the resonance of truth. So you can rewind and re-listen to that if you want. Write it down. If you want to memorize it, you can. That is something I wrote, so it's not attributable. Attributable? That's a word. I don't. We don't need to attribute it <laughs> to anyone. Uh, so that's mine. And if you do want to share it, you're welcome to. Uh, just ask that you add my name to it. You'd be surprised how many things I find on the internet that were words I once wrote. Or passages from my book uh, that weren't attributed to me, which is gets. We'll do a whole podcast episode on the importance of uh, credit, the energetic importance of credit. More to come on that in another time. 
for now, yeah, feel free to to use that as a morning prayer, intention, mantra, and see if, if the words resonate or maybe make your own. But there you go. That is uh, five, five perspectives, tips, and morning prayer that you can take with you into the new year. And uh, as always, take what you need, leave the rest. Hope it serves you a little bit on your journey of practicing human. As a quick reminder, we are in the last day to register for the Working With Thoughts recorded course if you still wanted to get access to that. That will end and close on January 6th. It's been my most popular program to date. A lot of really positive, transformative experiences from folks who really went through it. So if you want to check that out, coreymascara.com forward slash course or go to the link in the show notes. Thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And until then, as always, take care.